Hi, I'm Jane. I'm Hugh. And you're listening to That'll Teach You. Hi, Hugh. Hello, Jane. How was your day? My day was great. I was out on a school trip, so I didn't really do any teaching at all. But, uh, yeah, it was a great time. The funny thing is, I went into the school day thinking I was going to do any teaching. I kind of didn't. We might not keep that in. <laughs> I'm glad you achieved your goal. Yeah. Um, you seem in a very playful mood today. I am very full of burger. <laughs> and, and I think it's also a full moon. And I have to say, so we've been on, we've been on Zoom about, what, over 10 minutes. And I think about nine minutes of that I've been laughing because we have a wonderful guest with us here today. We have Tina, also known as Teacher of Dotes from Instagram. Hi, Tina. Hello, Jane. Hello, Hugh. How are you? Hi, and thank you so you? much for having me. I'm so good. It's Friday tomorrow. All's good. Well, I really apologise for all the, the insane laughter. <laughs> no, never apologise for that. That's always brilliant. I had a great moment in the classroom yesterday where there was a group of children who were in the most insane fit of giggles. And you know, and whenever, like literally that happens to me, as you know, that happens to me all the time, right? And they, and I, and I was trying to be cross with them and trying to be like, no girls, and they were like, you know, whatever, because they were just going absolutely mad. And mm-hmm. I then of course started laughing and I lost all authority. And eventually I had to just be like, listen, I am you and you are me, okay? <laughs> I was like, I will have to separate you, but I am that student, okay? I'm also that adult. <laughs> but it's so hard to have any authority when you're like, Yes, that is that is me in a nutshell. I thought you were starting to sing I am the walrus. I am you and you are he and we are me and we are all together. No? no. Imagine if you did though. I wouldn't know well, you them. did, you did. So you why are we here today? We're here to learn. We're here to learn. I was gonna say we're always. here to laugh. <laughs> we're here to laugh and to learn. I think I think you've really you've really tested Tina here like if Tina didn't have patience as she clearly does teach small children she wouldn't still be on the call so Tina you you teach infants at the moment is that right I do teach infants this is my 11th year I think teaching infants I used to um, teach the senior end I had fifth and sixth class before that um, for many years and then one day it dawned on me I was in the infants for longer and I was like oh I guess I'm an infant teacher now so yeah I've been on both ends. Yeah, and are you, are you well, obviously you enjoy it. Do you ever feel a, a hankering to go back up to the other end of the school or are you happy where you are? Um, so two things. First of all, I love it. And the trick is you have to tell your colleagues how, you have to like frame it in a way. You go into the staff and you say, oh my goodness, they are so challenging today. You have to like, <laughs> any notions that they have of stealing those infants off you, you have to like go in there, set the seed good and early and be like, okay, nobody's coming after my infants, they're mine. So you have to really like paint it as a difficult job. That's what the infant teachers do. Watch, they do it. Watch them. They will do it. They will do it. That and is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> you have to like, you know, make it look hard, you know, but, um, and the other thing is like, sometimes I remember, I think it was last year, Oh, it must have been coming up to the Easter holidays or something. And I was like, right, that's it. It is so noisy in here. You're not listening to me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Dunn stores and I am going to get an application form and I am going to get a job in Dunn stores. That's what I'm going to do because you're very noisy and I can't hear myself think. And the following Monday, a little girl came in and she says, Muncher, guess what? I was in Dunn stores and guess what? It was really noisy. So like you could go in there and it's even noisier than us. So you may as well stay here. Oh. That's amazing. I also like to think that 
she wasn't just there with her mom, that she actually went on a little investigation of her own. You know, I was like, mm, I'm going to check this out. You know? I'd well believe it that she said to her mom, we have to drive up to Letterkenny. We have to go to Dunn's. <laughs> they're fabulous. The little people are fabulous. I mean, yeah. like they're five years old. I'm probably wearing something right now that's older than them. They're so new. Mm. You know, they're just, it's magical. And like... I remember like when I taught the senior end and no disrespect, you know, you're both teaching the senior end. But I remember like when I had kids in the senior end, you might meet them maybe five years later and they would say, oh yeah, I remember it was the 10th of November and you said this and you were very cross. And da, 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 da. Where is, like, they hold on to stuff. Where are the junior infants? Three seconds later, they're like, it's my land of Roga. Or, you know, they're, they're, so, they're like showering you a compliment, you know, and you're like, right, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be firm with you here, but, you know, stop telling me how much you love me. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, I think I'd take that. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like even though I'm in sixth class, I kind of have that relationship with, with my class as well. But, I love uh, it. I love it. Unless I'm trying to get them to stop having the fit of giggles while I'm also laughing. Oh, but it's that's funny amazing. Because it's such, it's such a different job, though, isn't it? It's completely different. I remember the summer that I swapped, I went from sixth class down to junior and senior infants. I cried for about two weeks. And then mm. I went back and I thanked my principal. I was like, thank you for seeing an infant teacher in me. I mean, I think, you know, when you're in it, it's fabulous. They're all fabulous. And that's the beauty of our job. People always say, you know, you're stuck. And, you know, that you know, when you get permanent, the, you know, it's great getting permanent. But then you're stuck. There's no movement in teaching, you know. But there's plenty of movement within the school. And, there's you know, there's so much change yeah. in the dynamic of our job. Like going to set, EAL, whatever. There's so many different opportunities. So that's great, you know. Yeah. And listen, and I mean, I would always say that, even if you stay in the same year, it's a different job every year, obviously, you know, because Absolutely. I mean, you're entirely reliant on, I remember I had a, a, an inspector who came out to me who was great. And she said, look, I mean, really, they're your tiny colleagues, you know, that's who they are. And I mean, so if your colleagues change, if all 25 of them change every year, you're in a different job, you know, yeah. it's entirely so dependent on them. It's not on you, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're fabulous. Working with children is fabulous. We're privileged. Yeah. I was talking to some of the staff members in the staff room earlier and we were saying that there is no funnier place to work than a school. Like you, as, as I've just explained, you spend so much of your day laughing. Like children and children say the funniest things. Children say the best things. But also you as a teacher, like I feel like I'm always catching myself being like, did I just say that sentence like did I just say that really weird unusual sentence that you would never have to say in any other industry except for teaching oh I had to ask today and bear in mind I teach sixth class but I was on a school tour and I had to say look can everyone please make sure they're wearing their own socks (laughs) (laughs) that's one of those sentences that as it's coming out of your your mouth you're just like what yeah how did I get here in my (laughs) life we we said we we have um essential agreements at the start of the year we come up with our own class rules they call them and um i think our third one is we only eat food (laughs) 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 and i'm constantly going back to all our our, all our different agreements it's like you know we care we are kind we listen we only eat food and anybody else is in the room and they look and they're like why do you have that written on your wall (laughs) i teach infants that's why yeah. You'd be surprised. We we don't eat each other. We don't eat the toys. We don't eat teacher. We don't eat <laughs> chairs. I've been in so... And I, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but I have told on Hugh's other podcast, which is legit, Legitimate Likes. <laughs> Would you like to tell us about your podcast, Hugh? Oh, you just tell the story. It's okay. okay. 
But I was subbing in senior infants and I was in a school in North inner city centre. Mm-hmm. So if you can picture like some really thick Dublin accents and a senior infant child, we were talking about the weather and I had my mask on, thank God. And the, the child really seriously went, oh yeah, miss, the weather's shite. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I, I was like shaking, like the shoulders were going up and down and I had to just like remain composed. And I was like, Yes, no, it, 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 the weather's very bad today. There's a lot of clouds. We, there, was, there was a lot of rain this morning, but hopefully later on it's supposed to dry off. And meanwhile, I was dying, dying on the inside. But thank rain. God for masks. <laughs> no, they were wonderful. <laughs> Sorry, James. James just noticed that she's obviously been holding a leaking pen and her hands are now covered in ink. <laughs> it's Amazing. a very school-like <laughs> accident as well. I think it's the full What colour? What colour? Blue, blue ink. <laughs> Matches your oh shirt. God. Yeah. You can do some lovely print work now. I could do some paper. So, Tina, play. Right? Yes. I yes. could maybe make some hand prints. What could I do with my inky hand right now? Well, we literally did this just during the week. We were doing um, SVHE and we were doing how we were all different. So, we made our different thumbprints, how they were all different. I could so, do you could. That. Yeah, and you could do the same to Hugh. You could mm. ask him, would he like to, rather than just reach for him? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But Tina, yeah, I suppose we've got you on because we want to focus specifically on play. I feel we could we could talk infants, we could talk school for, well, obviously, that's what we plan we on doing talk, on we this We could talk laughter series. for the next 20 minutes. But The crack. Yeah, we, we, we want to, I suppose, start into discussing play on the podcast because it's such a big part of so many teachers' school days. And... I personally don't know very much about it. You know, I have some ideas from when I went back to train and from when I did my placements, but obviously that's years ago now and I'm sure there's been changes since then. And I suppose, again, it's probably like, you know, let's talk about books, but there's so much to talk about. But even just to get a, an, an introduction to, you know, and we, we know we've quite a lot of student teachers listening and new teachers as well. And so if they're just diving into this whole area, you know, What's play? Play. Play is everything. Play is life. Play all day, every day. And I think, you know, sometimes we get caught up in how it should look. And really and truly the experts on play are sitting right in front of you, the children. So, like, take it from there. But um, I genuinely thought you meant me and Jane for a second. (laughs) And I was like, oh, thank you. You don't have to say that. Okay, then. (laughs) No, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No, That's no, the level my ego is at, apparently. <laughs> well, we've done nothing with plays, but play since we came on here. Like, we're That's playing true. with words. Like, we've been oh, laughing. I was thinking that, you know, really, you know, it does encompass so much of our lives as teachers and as teachers teaching. So, absolutely. But go on. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, but exactly. Like, you have to ask, like, who is play for and why do we play? You know, it always mm. comes back to meaningful, purposeful and like, when do we stop playing? I mean, have you played anything this week? Have you, you know, have you done anything for fun this week? Have you, you know, all day, every chest? day? <laughs> done little you else. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we never stop playing. So I think I'm going to bring it back to Asher back in 2009. It is a curriculum framework for children aged zero to six. And at the time it came out, people were kind of like, hmm, what's this? And technically, you know, the department never really gave primary teachers any formal training. Any training that teachers had done was either through college or if you qualified before 2009. 
it was done in your own time with your own money so there was a lot of like okay how what is this supposed to look like now teachers being enthusiastic creatures that we are we went in and we were like Asher oh, we, oh this is fabulous this is in line with um, international mm-hmm. research and we went off and we introduced Asher and we did this hour of play and it was great it's, it's absolutely fantastic that people are playing but that is not Asher and it took a preschool teacher who was doing an after school in my in my classroom and she came in and she was like that's how you do Asher and I was like yeah of course like I went to the courses you know I you know I did all the I did all the reading on it and she was like that's not Asher Tina and I was like what do you mean she goes Asher isn't an hour of play for you dictate to the children okay tabla boy you're gonna go and use these literacy resources that I made okay tabla Gorham, you're gonna use play-doh for a full hour and if you don't like it stay you know this is your road you know that it was all very yeah. from from Tina it wasn't you know, she's like, that's not how it is supposed to be. And I was like, well, how is it supposed to be? She goes, it's learning through play from the moment the children arrive until the children leave. It's not, it's, it's child-led, it's teacher-led. You have those moments in between where it's, you know, children and the teacher come together and they create the play. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm so lost. I was so confused. <laughs> but I have all these lovely boxes of everything all laminated of all my plans done out. She goes, I know, but like if a child is going into the hospital... Like the purpose of you having the, the hospital set up is to help that child know the language, what to expect. So like, how do you know a child's going to go into hospital in February? Maybe next week you need to introduce the hospital because you're having a conversation with the child and you're going from that child's interests and then you create the hospital and then you build on that. And I was like, okay, I have to rethink everything I know about teaching. And like it is, it's, it's going to take a huge paradigmatic shift for us to get where we need to be with play, but we're on the right road. We have to be very kind because any kind of change coming in, it has to be gradual and it has to be fully supported and not judged. So going back now, I'm kind of confusing myself now here. You're very quiet. You're scaring me. No, no. I just really want to ask because you've touched on a few different points. And because again, because because we're both obviously in, in the senior classes and we use play in a certain way in our classrooms, which we talk about at some point. Of course you do. But where should we be then? So my understanding of it is that when at the Asher document came out in 2009 and whenever um, it was being translated to teachers, it was suggested, you know, for teachers to get their head around it, that we would introduce this hour of play. And that was a transitional suggestion, do you know, okay. while this is a whole new thing. Let's dip our toes in the water here and let's do an hour of play and see how we get on. Because we're very, we like to have our boxes. We like to have our checklists as teachers. We're very mm. structured and we don't like to. Yes, make... the organiz- organizational side of it. Yeah. Right. You know, so um, the, I guess this was kind of like a. Okay, let's, let's, let's try. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think I'm. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't. Sometimes I'm like I have. I, I want to be this teacher, but then I end up being that teacher. I don't know, but um, yeah. So where we're at now in 2023, Asher is being updated, and the NCC are very clear. Asher is for zero to six, but that by the time the child gets to junior infants, that they're moved now to the new primary curriculum framework, and the primary curriculum framework supports playful pedagogy from junior infants the whole way up to sixth class. I think the lovely thing about the primary curriculum framework is it's not taking Asher out of the infants, it's putting play into primary school. Okay. So whether you teach junior infants or sixth class, playful mm. approaches are encouraged. So you think about it, you know, I think actually just before I came on here, um, Helena from Play Our Way to Wellbeing, she had just put up a post on Instagram 
about um, play in the senior classes. She had loads of suggestions and like, you're already doing play and you said that you're already doing it. And I mean, okay, so my brain's jumping here now. So like a big hurdle for play is the workbooks. It's the amount of books mm. that we have and the pressure to get the workbooks done. And it's, you know, it's, it's, we cannot always have this narrative that we're preparing the children. Like from the minute they come into junior infants, we're preparing them to be able to write their leaving cert exam. You know what I mean? They, they have to do this, they have to do this, they have to do all this here. No, they don't. The child in front of you is a complete child. That 12-year-old sitting in front of you is a complete 12-year-old and is exactly where they're supposed to be. So whenever you're teaching them tomorrow, that's exactly who you have to teach them for, that 12-year-old. Not for when they go to secondary school next year and all the, you know, you're not preparing them, you're teaching them for today. I think that's kind of, you know, it's the completeness of the child, the wholeness of the yeah. child being who they are. Which, honestly, sometimes I forget, like, especially being in the senior classes. Like, you know, I, I think sometimes, and I hope you, you do this too, and it's not just me, sometimes you do get too bogged down and overwhelmed over mm-hmm. the child's future. And the reality is you only have that class for 190-something days or 100-something days. 182. 182. 182. I'll do that cleanly so he can make me sound smart. You only have <laughs> you only have them for a hundred and eighty two days, which isn't a long time. <laughs> it's really it's half a year. We do talk a lot in sixth class about preparing them for a transition to secondary school, but 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 you do that. You still do that by teaching in the moment. You know, it's more that you're teaching them skills. You're developing skills that are going to aid them as they go forward. But it doesn't. I suppose the difference is, yeah, we're not saying, well, you need to learn everything about exams now and you need to start we're on mm. the road to the junior search or the leaving search yeah I think that's a different thing yeah. you know but listen isn't that just one of one of life's um, skills that you know everybody should work harder at is just being present in the moment yeah. and you know focusing on today and not letting the future yeah overwhelm you can I ask about no. <laughs> <laughs> differentiation in, in play like Again, you're, I guess, like any subject you're, or any area, you're trying to find how the child accesses it. But do you see in junior infants, is there, I mean, there must be an enormous range of how children approach play in terms of, you know, playing on their own, playing on their own with others, playing with others, you know. Is, 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 is differentiation in play even more challenging than, than in other areas, would you say? Very much so. So I'm going to take a step back first before I answer that. And I'm going to say there's a difference in teacher-led play and child-led play. So and people ask me all the time, what what does that mean? And I'm it means like a typical day for me will be we will come in and we will do maths and we will do English. But those will be teacher led play opportunities. So that'll be your lovely stations that you've set up that look gorgeous. You know, you're looking like your fine motor skill games and all. But those are teacher led because I'm directing the children and I'm explaining to the children and I'm differentiating there whilst I'm doing it. And I'm observing and I'm thinking okay, this child needs help cutting. So I am going to give this child different scissors or I'm going to, maybe instead of letting them cut paper, I'm going to let them cut Play-Doh because it's easier for them to cut through. So you're differentiating it by task, but you're, you know, you're you're observing and you you have to be very present in the moment with the children. And that's why we need small classes. So that would be my teacher-led play and I would be differentiating it, going around, you know, kind of observing, making sure the things. And I'd be also recording that afterwards saying oh tina needed to cut with the play-doh today so i would mark that down and i might include that you know i'd like maybe compile a list you know of everything i I wouldn't observe every child every single day maybe four to five children 
over the day it would be plenty by the end of the two weeks by the end of your fortnight you're starting to gather a picture here of where each child is at okay and then in the middle of my day then between the two breaks it's completely child-led play so they have free reign to play wherever they want in the classroom within reason you know <laughs> health and safety and all that but like Just standing over. on your table <laughs> Yeah. If they can justify to me why they need to stand on my table, then I'll consider it. <laughs> if it's a, if they if they can articulate to me why it's necessary and like how it's how they've but whatever. But um the child led play and so the child led play will be if they're finding it difficult to play of their own initiative, if they're the type type of child that need to be led and to play, well they're more than welcome to go over and play with one of the teacher led play activities that I had set up in the morning. Does that make sense? Mm. But then the child who is knows exactly, maybe Junkart has been dreaming about, okay, I'm going to make a, uh, what was it? I had two little boys two years ago and every single day they did Junkart, every single day. Oh, and they were like, they were lying in bed at night. Their mom used to tell me they were lying in bed at night thinking, okay, we're going to make crab traps and what we're going to need for that. Oh, I think I saw granny with a cereal box. I'll go ask her for that. And they were like planning and they were so. That is fantastic. Csikszentmihalyi, a Hungarian psychologist, calls it the state of flow, and yeah, you know yeah, they yeah. are in that they're in that deep deep zone, and me that. and my okay we're gonna play play doh today no that that wasn't gonna cut the mustard for those kids those yeah. kids knew exactly where they were going and so that's differentiation there as well so like you're facilitating the child the child who needs to go over to the and repeat the game that you played in the morning. Or you're facilitating the child who is bringing in resources for the junk cart because they know exactly where they're going. And then you're just jotting that down as an observation, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's a really fascinating answer as well. I feel like I've learned so much through that answer. Because again, you know, I feel like we're such dweebs when it comes to this type of stuff. It's like, we've no you're idea, we've no idea. But God, that's really interesting. I, I heard children in the school, this is a shout out to one of our colleagues, I, t- I heard children in the school talking about a, a, a game that their teacher plays with them out of the blue. So you know the counting game where you, where you the aim is to get up to 10 and nobody interrupts each other? Oh, yeah. So what yeah, she yeah. does, and when I heard that her girls talking about it, I was like, you are a genius. Because they, they, they were in my class for something and they started talking about, you know, they could be in the middle of a maths lesson and all of a sudden their teacher would shout out, one! And then they, all of a sudden they're all alert and they're, they're doing this. And I'm like, what a genius. So like things That's like funny. that, you were literally doing play all day and you don't actually, you know, it's like, it's not on your timetable, it's not on your plans. But like, isn't that genius? To anyone, like, is that a genius? Incredible. I'm going to do yeah. it on Monday. Oh, I've started, I've started doing it with my class today. And when I say they, and then, and then of course, one of them tried, tried it. I'm like, nope, I have to say one. <laughs> because then I was like, oh, that's a problem then. Because then they're going to start doing it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They take a wee notion. Yeah. And then you can extend it. You could do a he and a dog. Well, that's the thing. Exactly. That's your Irish. But then you could also extend it up to 15 and up to 20. And then, you know, anyways, yes. we got up to eight Brilliant. today. So I was very, I was very impressed that's now. We really got up to eight big. in the first day. But what is, like, is that? Yeah, anyways, shout out to our friend and colleague. <laughs> I'm not going to say her name. You know who you are. <laughs> I will be trying that tomorrow as well. I'll be bringing that up in the staff room tomorrow. I'll be yeah. like, hey guys. <laughs> What did you, did you also, sorry, another shout out to the same colleague. She also plays corners or flags or what's, what's the game where Four corners. she closed her eyes. It's a corner, she closed her eyes and then everyone runs to in her classrooms. So everyone will get up really quietly, go to a specific corner. Like what a great transition, by the way. Mm. And then she'll point to that corner and then that corner loses or right. whatever, whatever the thing mm. is. But I'm like, genius. What a 
genius. Fabulous. But yeah, so so you really do like play is literally even in the old classes like all day every day. Yeah. yeah. But it's also just even and this is a totally different thing because it's I'm, I'm moving to a very literal definition of play, but. Even last year, I brought my class on various trips out and you, sort of one more, you know, an elaborate one where we go to an adventure centre and then we went to Kilmainham Jail and we other times you just go out for a walk or do whatever else it might be. But after a number of them, I would just bring them in to the nearest playground and just oh. let them go on the slides and on the swings. Oh. And that is all they want to do. And, and they're 12, and they you know, but if they could, that could have been their entire school tour and what else do you need, you know? I was I was telling someone about this only today because I was discussing mm. the problem of phones, which is a discussion we won't talk about now. And luckily you don't have to worry about it in junior infants. But, but ultimately, <laughs> yeah, just play is what play is what children do, you know? Play and is what adults, adults. <laughs> He got there first. But it's so important for them to be creative. I mean, if we want these children to improve our worlds and figure out ways to make our worlds there for us in 20 30 years we need them to be creative we need them to think outside the box we need to not have them conditioned and be like okay this is the way and this is the only way we need them to find solutions problem solve and a lot of this stems back to the principles themes and aims within Asher that they've learned in their early childhood and most of them will have had two years of early childhood so you're bringing it all back to that prior learning and you're building on that and you're developing it and it's yeah, it's so important. But another thing is chalk. Children love chalk. They love getting outside with chalk. And there's so many lessons that you can cover with chalk. And it looks fabulous. I actually had an incidental two years ago. And I brought the children out with chalk. And the poor kid girl was out in her high heels and her skirt. And she was trying to get down on the ground. Oh. <laughs> why would like, you be sorry? going to school? But listen, why are you going to school in high heels? You know? Like, I know, I know. <laughs> But she was like, oh, she was, she was trying to be so ladylike, and she was. Know, she was lovely. She was lovely. I think the Kigra get a lot of um, get a lot of bad press, but they're actually fabulous. They're very affirming. Mm. But I find whenever I'm in I'm in a classroom with with children, and if an adult walks in, I turn into a blubbering mess. I suppose I'm a blubbering mess, anyways. But all of a sudden, I'm like tripping over my words, and like. Oh, I mean, this is with adults in the room. It's like I lose all sense of my teaching self. <laughs> Save me! Yeah. <laughs> or even when you Don't when you me. pass a teacher in the hall and you're both just like you give each other like an eye, like oh god. <laughs> and when the kids figure out who's your work best day, they're like, "Is that your work best day?" Because I see the thing you two are. <laughs> oh, they're obsessed. They're obsessed. I get questions all the time, like oh, all the yeah. time. It's brilliant about this guy. <laughs> Well, I'm the only man in the entire school because it's a girls' school and there are no other male teachers. Wow. So I'm really just a curiosity. You know, I'm an object of utter novelty, you know? I'd I mean, well certainly, and speaking it. of the infants, you know, I mean, definitely my first year there, the infants didn't know who or what I was, you know, or why I was there. Or, you know, I think the idea that I was a teacher didn't occur to lots of them until I'd been there for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, who's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> they used to call him the piano man. Or they probably oh, still do call him the piano man because you're just playing the piano. Like, <laughs> not teaching adorable. your class. <laughs> Whose dad is wandering around the school all yeah. the time? <laughs> Are you lost? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so funny. That's brilliant. And I suppose we, we, we were wondering as well. So again, this is coming from two dweebs who know very little about play. When you're in the... Uh, younger classes like what are the biggest um, challenges you face with play I would say confidence would be a huge challenge confidence in your own self you know to trust that 
play is important. I remember one day um, a parent made a complaint. No, sorry, she made, sent an email to the school to say that her child had come home and was like, she did nothing but play all day yesterday. That's all she did all day was play. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's such a compliment. <laughs> the principal was like, no, I think it was a complaint, Tina. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's, it's that, it's that, yeah, it's that, it's that mindset in society that it's just play. There's nothing just about play. Play Aww. is, you know, play is the work of the child, according to Maria Montessori, you know, and it's just, it is how children learn. It's developmentally appropriate. But sometimes, like, I remember whenever I came into infants and a few teachers who weren't from, or members of staff, weren't really familiar with the power of play. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, all she does in there is play. You know, somebody needs to pull her to one side and say, you know, you need to get all those workbooks done. You know, you, those children need to, you know, learn this and that and the other. And the other children in the other school, they're doing this, that and the other. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and it was having that confidence to be like, good for them. But this is what we're doing. This is yeah. how we are learning. And I, I believe in this. And it's to, like shut out all that. And, and they didn't mean anything mean by it. They were just like, oh my gosh, these children are, you know, is this appropriate? You know, it was just, it, it was, I think it was genuine um, concern, but I was like, no, I believe in it. And another challenge would be expectations, expectations of what children should be doing in the classroom and what you should be doing as a teacher. And I think, you know, Instagram is great for advice and for um, ideas, but it can also be like, oh my gosh, I, my classroom looks nothing like that. Or I haven't started that yet. You know, it's that kind of pressure of what play should look like. But just do what feels right for you in your mm. classroom. Another problem, I spoke about school readiness already, is the resources. We think that we need to have so many resources. Mm. We don't. We don't. Children love loose parts. Children will find anything to play with if you allow them to play with it. There's a suggested list at the back of the Astro book that we kind of clung on to whenever that came out in 2009 of resources. And we were like, well, I need doll's houses, I need this, and I need storage for all these things. No, you don't. You don't. Like, children will turn boxes. They have, they have this thing called imagination. They will turn boxes and clothes pegs into a doll's house and dolls. Like, children will come up with ideas that are, you're like, I never would have thought of that. You know, they're, they're, they see things in ways that we don't anymore. We've lost yeah. that magical, innocent imagination that we had whenever we were five. So I think, you know, the challenge for me would be to see it as an opportunity. You know, the resources definitely, people will always say, oh, I, I don't have space for them. But what I would do is like, now I'm doing autumn. I would send a note out to the parents, like, we're doing autumn. Maybe next week we're going to do fire safety. So if you have any toys on you know, fire engines or anything like that there. It'd be great. We could, have, we could have a land of them. And children love when teacher borrows their toys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love. But, and love again, it. Again, you see that in any age. You know, a child will tell me about something and I'll say, is there any chance you could bring it in? You know? Yeah. And then suddenly, yes. Oh, yes, I can. I can. Oh, I might not be able to bring it in tomorrow though because I won't be in my granddad's house tomorrow. But is that okay? And I can go then. And you're like, it's fine. It's fine. I've now caused a panic, you know? <laughs> but absolutely, they love that. And to come back to the resources thing, you've reminded me there's a great, I don't know if you ever read the Calvin and Hobbes comics, but there's a great uh, little strip of Calvin and Hobbes where oh, yes, Calvin yes. Is, yeah, the little boy who's <laughs> six yeah, you know, know. And, yeah. his, and his pet tiger, and he's waiting for this thing to arrive. 
I think it's a hat with a propeller on it and he's waiting weeks and weeks and it goes on and on. He's always asking his mum when it's arriving and never arrives. And then it finally arrives and he's so excited and he tears it open, he puts it on his head and he turns the propeller on. And of course he's so disappointed because it doesn't make him fly. And then he sort of takes it off and kicks it away. And then there's an empty panel. And then the next one is just, but look at this cool cardboard box that it came in. Yeah. And then Bob says, finally, we can start to have some real fun. You know, that's, that's all you need. Yeah. Like a cardboard box. So, what can't you do with a yeah. cardboard box? There are two picture books that I love. The one is, it's not a stick. And the other one, it's not a box. And it's, mm. it's on the premise that it's not a stick. It's a, it's like, yeah. put, down, put down that stick. I don't know if you know the book. It's yeah, um, put down one, that yeah. stick. It's not a stick. It's a magic wand. It's a paintbrush. You know, it's just that cre- creativity and imagination. We need it as adults. We definitely needed as children. So like that's right up to sixth class. All those, mm. like that child bringing in their toy. Like it's, that's fabulous. Do you know what, that's, that's magic. That child will remember yeah. that. Yeah. But you've reminded me of something that I, it's in a, not in school, it's in a, in a camp I'm sometimes working at, but where as part of a drama activity, we'll say, okay, you're in groups of four. And when I shout out a word, the four of you just, you know, just using your bodies have to create whatever I shout out. And so you shout out like washing machine. And then like, so two of them will be like, okay, we're the sides. And then someone will like curl themselves into be the door that's or great, whatever. That's... You know, no one, no one steal it. No one steal it. That's mine. Um, but again, it's just that whole idea. And for whatever age you are, you know, it's just an amazing thing. Or you can say like the Eiffel Tower. And then so they start leaning, you know, and trying to create something. So... That's and fabulous. I've actually never done that in school, but I'm, again, I'm I'm doing it on Monday. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> People will be like, listen to us at walk, and they're like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, bringing it back to like bringing play into your classroom, and no matter if it's like an oral language activity or drama activities or like child led or teacher led play or like whatever, like you know, no matter what it is children and teachers like honestly one of the best things about being a teacher is having the crack with your class i think we could all agree with that yeah yeah absolutely i'm boring you you just give a big old yawn all that means is that i'm trying to get more oxygen into my brain so i can stay awake and listen to you there's a little science lesson for you as well integration ticked (laughs) off (laughs) to be honest i'm so i'm so stubborn i'm actually stifling a yawn right now <laughs> and you didn't stifle the couple of tummy rumbles I've heard over the course of the podcast. Listen, so I came to Hughes House. We we're currently in Hughes House. Came to Hughes House quite late, and literally came to Hughes House about half seven. And we were recording this at eight pm. And he had made a lovely burger and a big old plate of chips, and man, wolfed you. it down, wolfed it down. So you know what? You only have yourself to blame for those tummy rumbles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for cooking for me. I will also say the importance of um, tapping into the children's interests is mm. always huge. I mean, um, it's very important. And it's also, you know, what will work for me in rural Donegal might not work for a class. I remember I was teaching them, it was a phonological awareness game, and I held up a toy sheep. And I was like, what sound does the sheep? make and hoping they would say bah and, like, and I got his response that's not a sheep that's a ram <laughs> just like okay oh bird and I, and I don't I don't think you would well maybe I'm being a bit but I don't think you would get that in every part of the country where the children would know the five-year-olds would know exactly you know well, but no but, and in fairness today when I was on my school tour and we're on the bus and they're suddenly like there's cows there's horses 
You know, they're a novelty completely. So, so exactly. I'm surprised I, you. This, I actually thought this was what you were going to say. So Hugh's class last year. So we we both teach in Dublin, and yes. one of the teachers who um, is from the countryside brought up chicks. Oh, fabulous! And and she had chicks in the incubator. She they they had chicks in their class, um, class. and one of Hugh's girls went off and heard the chicks chirping and went, "Oh, they're barking." <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm so surprised that's not immediately where you went to. Yeah, there you go. But it's so like, oh my gosh, that's such a teachable moment. It's it's fabulous, and you're in that moment, and there's an opportunity, and it's just yeah. class, pure class. Yeah. That's that's it in a nutshell. Being in a classroom is just class, Tina. It is. Pure class. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tina, I've, I mean, I genuinely do feel we could continue this for about seven hours, <laughs> and so. I mean, if if you'll come back, that'd be great because oh, I feel we'll have so many more questions. Tea. We'll have so many more questions, and our listeners will have so many more questions about teaching infants, about play, and all sorts of things. Well, the main thing is now the next time an infant teacher comes into the staff room and says, "Oh my goodness, is there a full moon?" They're acting a little. I know. Yeah. Watch, they're trying. They're trying. They're trying to catch you. Out. Okay, Rachel don't, Kenny. don't fall. Don't fall. <laughs> no. okay. We're on to you, like, Rachel Kenny. <laughs> I rumbled you. <laughs> You're hiding something from the rest of us. We deserve to tap into that too. <laughs> Oh god! Oh no, that was absolutely great. Thank you so much. I, I now do you know what? To my principal, I now feel ready to go into the the infant classes after this conversation with Tina. No, I really don't. Please, no, I'm no. staying in the senior classes for another while. But bring play and bring your playful pedagogy, and absolutely. you're already doing it. Just have confidence in yourself and ask the children what do they like. That's like the pupil voice is hugely important right now and. Yeah. You know, the children have rights and the, children's, the children have a right to play. Like that's 1989 UN Convention on Rights of the Child. The right to play mm. is in there. So, you know, that's ask them what do they enjoy. And it's not as a treat, but as a way of learning, mm. you know. So obviously, as you know, I'm, I'm in the senior classes um, and we, we always play tag games and I always play with them. And to any teachers who do not feel like they would like to play tag with their class, just do it. Your class love it. Your class mm-hmm. will love if you play tag or any of the games they play out in the yard or even like if you bring them outside for like a little bit of extra time on a Friday or if you're doing PE do the games with them. Play play yeah. the games with them because I tell you like they, they it just makes them so happy. <laughs> yeah because there is that power balance between you know mm. the teacher and the child but when they see you as they're equal you've just gone way up on their estimation and that's magical no in saying that i have sent a few children flying playing ultimate tag with them <laughs> but you know what it was worth it <laughs> we, we used to do a k a day around the, well we still do it around the yeah. la, around the, the school and sometimes if i was wearing shoes that just weren't suitable for running i'd have to kick them off and i'd be in my bare feet running and the next oh. thing like after after a couple of weeks some of the children were taking off their socks oh, and shoes and i was like no <laughs> you don't really need to like I'm just doing it because I'll lose one of my shoes if I start yeah. running on the grass here but it's that thing you absolutely play with them just get down and just do it yeah, yeah. absolutely I think that's a that's a lovely way to, to end our podcast play with play with them just play with them okay just play just play, just play. Yeah. yeah we don't we don't stop playing because we grow old we grow old because we stop playing Yes, yes. Did yes. you know what he was doing? Because I didn't. It took. I think that's George Bernard Shaw, but I'm not sure. Yeah. 
And my brain's fried. It's the end of September. It's yeah. infants. <laughs> yeah, full moon. <laughs> Anna, well, thanks so much, Tina, for coming on. So if people want to find you, where can they find you? Teaching away in a classroom? No, <laughs> I am on. Yeah. My, address, my address <laughs> is... <laughs> Make sure you bring wine. <laughs> teacher of dotes. Teacher of dotes on Instagram. Um... Yeah, I used to have a Facebook page many moons ago with the sublist, but um, uh, yeah. we all used to have Facebook pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a kind of yeah. So Instagram teacher of dopes. And I have to say, speaking of your Instagram, you have a very very positive Instagram, which I feel like you know the reason why we started this podcast is we want to kind of promote a positive attitude towards teaching, and I feel like your Instagram is really one of those Instagrams I'd be really pushing because you just have such a lovely mentality towards teaching, and even just the way like sorry your name, your name alone, teacher of dotes like come on you know <laughs> like that says it all but no so really if you want to follow a very positive and informative teacher account please follow teacher of dotes it has made my life so much nicer just seeing your post so so thank you thank you so much i try to keep it real i sometimes put pictures of really messy classrooms so if you're having a bad day go look at my pictures <laughs> because <laughs> that's real life i don't i don't do fancy edits no that's great thank you so much tina for joining us this evening yeah and thank, thank you, you everyone for listening and if you want to hear a little bit more about infants we've got quite a few episodes out but we do have one on the first day of school in junior infants with our colleague rachel kenny and oh my word i mean the first day of school the first day of junior infants we'll have to ask you about that sometime as well tina but definitely go back and listen to that and listen to any of our other episodes and please get in touch with us on instagram as well at that'll teach you podcast because we would love to know what you would like to hear us do episodes on or if you have any questions for upcoming guests I can't read what you <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry, listeners. I've written a little note there. We are going to do, or this this may be the start, or we're doing a series on play. So if you have any questions specifically about play, like play in the senior classes, behavior, managing behavior through play, loads of different, we have loads of different ideas. Maybe Tina might have some other ideas for us. But yes, we will be doing a series on play. So please send us questions or any concerns or any, so yeah, just any queries about play. Um, send them to us. You can also follow Jane's account at The Mindful Teacher with a couple of underscores after it. If you want to hear a comedy podcast, you can listen to my other podcast, Legitimate Likes, which is very silly um, and has about 120 episodes in the back catalogue. So you can always find that coming out every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. But yeah, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Good to meet you. Good to meet you.